What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Welcome to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we are delighted to have you join us. We have a special guest with us today. He's the former chief information officer at Facebook, where he doubled overall productivity to $1.8 million in revenues per employee, making it the most productive company in the world. And he took those lessons learned and used them to create Woven, a company working to re-image how people use their calendars so they can spend time on what matters most to them. And as you know, for our Becoming Your Best listeners, doing what matters most is one of our favorite topics. We welcome Tim Campos. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. We're excited to have you and get some great productivity ideas. And before we get started, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Tim. I've shared a little bit, and he's going to share some as well. Tim is the CEO of Woven, and it is an intelligent calendar that helps busy professionals maximize the most valuable asset they have, which is time. And so, Tim, tell us about your background, and especially including any points in your life that were transformational that have had a big impact and maybe led to what you're doing today. What's your background? Thank you for that in- invitation. Uh, I'll start with some easy stuff. I, um, I've always been a technologist. Uh, my, I was fortunate enough that my, my father always had uh, computers and other things uh, available and at a very early age. My fancy was taking things apart. Now, sometimes I, I wasn't very good at putting them back together, so that, that led to a, a few uh, choices words between my father and I, which created an incentive to get good uh-huh. at putting them back together. Good idea. <laughs> that became my, my passion for technology, and that followed me all the way through college. I, I was an engineer at uh, UC Berkeley and uh, started my career as a software engineer, and I have always been building software ever since. But uh, I'd say one of the, the defining aspects of my life was my, my first job professionally was at a company called Sybase. I uh, was hired to do something that was incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was hired to do make bug fixes for customers. And I had to you know, do initially tens of these a day. And eventually that grew to hundreds of these a day. It, it was kind of mindless task. And so I spent a lot of time automating it. Within uh, a few weeks, I had taken what would take an entire day to do and automated it to the point where I could do it in about 15 minutes. That gave me lots of extra time to do other stuff. So they kept giving me more and more work. And I found that uh, there's really a career in productivity. And, and uh, I have this passion uh, in part because I'm, I'm a little lazy. I don't like to do the same thing over and over again. That led to uh, just a lot more opportunity because I just became very good at uh, finding the things that are easy to get computers to, uh, to do for you and, and getting uh, them to do more of that. And that uh, sort of evolved uh, throughout my career. I'll give you one other defining moment. A lot of people ask me how I ended up getting to Facebook. My career had gone very well uh, prior to 
uh, coming to Facebook. But the company I was at before, I just wasn't passionate for it. It's a fantastic company. It's in the semiconductor industry. But I just didn't have much interest in the semiconductor industry. And after a few years of being there, I found myself kind of stuck. And I made the decision to do something really crazy. I've, I call it career skydiving. Ah, I, ah. I quit my job without any idea what I was going to do next. That turned out to be quite fortuitous because it was that space that gave me the opportunity to really think about what I wanted to do and what helped create the path that, that led me to Facebook. That was definitely one of the defining moments of my life. And I've had a few of those career skydiving mo moments, the most recent one being uh, when I left Facebook to start Woven. But I've found that sometimes the best path forward is not the obvious one. And it requires you to you know, have a little bit of courage and do something that maybe in the short term seems a little crazy, but uh, in the long term pays out for you. Right. Oh, that's a great background. Tim, tell us how you ended up with Facebook then. <laughs> you, you got us going on it. Let's let's make it happen here. <laughs> yeah. So I had one of the things I had done uh, between my job before Facebook and Facebook is I, I went back to business school. I was in uh, business school studying entrepreneurship and the case study was Facebook. And uh, simultaneous to that, I was starting to think about what I wanted to do next. And I'd heard that Facebook was looking for a CIO. And I wasn't really that interested in doing another CIO role, but uh, I figured I'd interview with them just, just for fun, especially since we were studying them. And I got this opportunity to come into the company, and I, I was really enthralled by it. I was just amazed by the culture and how the company operated and uh, you know, ended up going very well. And I'll never forget uh, the last interview was with Mark Zuckerberg himself, and I'll never forget the conversations I, uh, I had with him, You know, one of the things that I, I was very interested in. If I was going to do this job again, I wanted to make sure the company knew what they wanted from it. For the CIO role, and I'd, I'd say this probably is a challenge for many roles, sometimes the company doesn't always know what they want from the role. They, they often know what they don't want from the role, which is what the previous person was doing. In this case, Mark Zuckerberg was quite clear about it. When I asked him this question, he's, he's like, the number one thing I care about is the productivity of the workforce here both engineers and, and everybody else. So my task for this role is to make sure that people can get as much done as they can during the day and are not encumbered by technology problems or issues. And I took that to mean implicitly also to include that technology is helping them to get, get their jobs done. And that's something that I took uh, quite seriously and was a major focus for me during my time at, at Facebook. Well, fantastic. That's a great story. How long were you at Facebook, Tim? About six and a half years, so from 2010 until uh, the end of 2016. Okay, that's quite a ride then, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It was, you know, I, I joined Facebook when it was, I like to say it was kind of like a teenager. Uh, you know, it was not a, a properly formed adult company just yet uh, <laughs> and, and still uh, had, had a lot of mistakes in front of it, <laughs> but also growing quite a bit. And, you know, when I joined, there was maybe 1,500 people, and when I left, there was 20,000 employees and another 15,000 contractors, so about 35,000 people total. I mean, it was just an incredible you know, period of growth and, and a really exciting time for the company. Yeah, well, what a fun front row seat to see all that happen and be involved in it. Great going. Thank you. Yeah, uh, d definitely. I mean, the two things that I would say that are incredible about Facebook, and this is still true to the company today. One is that uh, you know, they have always been focused on hiring the best people. And so each person who runs their department is a world expert in that field, and they're just exceptional. 
I've never had an opportunity to work with a, such a concentration of amazing people as I've, I, I had at Facebook. And then the second thing is culture. And, you know, they say in business school, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And it's true that uh, when you have everybody rowing in the same direction, you can uh, really accomplish amazing things. And one of the things that uh, Zuck and Cheryl have been really amazing at is is culture. Uh, they've done a phenomenal job of, of getting people aligned around the mission and what the company is trying to do. And, you know, there's not a lot of internal politics and, and stuff con- considering the size of the company. At least it wasn't when I was there. And uh, really an amazing, amazing group of individuals. Well, thanks for sharing that insight. That's really terrific. And, and then uh, you went skydiving again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> I love Facebook and I was really passionate about what I was doing there. But I have also always had the itch to start my own company. And, you know, after a while at Facebook, it became clear to me that if I didn't make the time to do that, it wasn't going to happen. And you know, I wasn't getting any younger. So I uh, decided to uh, start thinking about things and let the company know that I was planning to leave. And they were very gracious and, and gave me several months to uh, uh, work on the ideas that uh, became woven while simultaneously we sourced for a replacement uh, for me. When uh, all that was uh, in place, I, I left the company in November. And my co-founder and I, who's also a Facebook employee, we we started uh, fundraising immediately after leaving. We were able to get uh, funding very quickly to start uh, to start the company, and that began our journey with Woven, which is uh, a whole other uh, story and, and, and challenge in and of itself. Well, great. Well, tell us about Woven. One of the things that I was very interested in and focusing on when I left Facebook was something really meaningful. And when I was looking at problems that exist... One of the problems that I, I saw as a major challenge for us at Facebook, uh, and I saw this at my previous companies, was just the whole issue of time. In today's day and age, a much larger percentage of the workforce are knowledge workers. And the difference of a knowledge worker than, say, like a manufacturer is a knowledge worker, their success is based on the ideas and creativity that come from their minds. And that is a function of their time, how they choose to spend and allocate their time. So that you can dramatically impact the productivity of a knowledge worker by optimizing how they spend their time. If, for example, you take a manager or salesperson and you give them tons and tons of paperwork and emails to respond to, they're not going to be very effective. They're going to spend a lot of time dealing with that and not uh, talking to people. On the other hand, if you give them the optimum amount of time to deal with customers in the case of sales or to deal with their employees in the case of a manager, they can be highly effective. And the only difference there is is the choice of time allocation. So this space seemed really, really interesting to me. On top of that, you know, most of us don't really have very good tools for managing time. The, the tool that's most commonly used is the calendar. You know, the calendar is very good for telling us we have something to do today at 10 a.m. Great. Let's you know, make sure that we don't do something else at the same time. But it's not really good for much else. Uh, and you think about you know, if you have a staff meeting, the calendar will tell you when the staff meeting is, but it doesn't tell you what the agenda is. And it doesn't tell you what the previous follow-up actions were. It also won't tell you if, if your staff meetings are particularly effective or not. If you're a salesperson or a recruiter and you're spending time with candidates, the calendar will tell you people that you've coordinated time to meet with, but it doesn't tell you whether those uh, people were effective hires or whether you were sufficiently prepared to meet with them. And so these are the problems that we are focused on addressing with uh, with Woven is, is 
how do we take the calendar, which you know is a decent product as it is, but make it much, much more integrated into our lives so that it can help us spend time on the things that matter most? And we do that uh, starting with some basic things. The first part of that sentence is help you spend time. In the case of the calendar, we help you schedule. And we've teach the calendar what all the different kinds of events that you have, the difference between, say, personal like date night with your with your spouse and uh, say a customer meeting or a board meeting. We teach the calendar how to how to make those different kinds of events, who needs to go, when they should occur, what information should be associated with them. And then we uh, help the calendar make it make you spend less time on scheduling those events. We do things to help make those events more effective. So make that that time that you are spending more effective so that you can spend that time um, on what what really matters most. And, And we do that by making sure that all the information that's associated with an event can easily be included, whether that's the conferencing bridge or the soon-to-be things like uh, agenda or the previous action items from a previous meeting or things like uh, the information, the documents. In the case of this podcast, I have briefing notes that was provided to me. How do we make that a more core part of the calendaring experience? So those are the things that we do to help people spend time on what matters most. And you know, the thing that we find with our customers, our users, is it's working. It's it's helping people to save time. We're actually working on a report for our busiest users to help them understand how much time we help them save this year. And for some of them, it's it's literally hundreds and hundreds of hours. And we're all working two thousand uh, hours a year uh, to save even just a few dozen is a a huge gain for our productivity. So we're we're very excited about some of the things that we're able to do for our, our users. Great. Well, that was great information, wasn't it? That was terrific. So it's all about productivity, right? How do we become more productive? Yes. How do we become more productive? And productivity is quite simply like how much output are you able to produce for the amount of input that you provide? We're pretty pretty focused on the knowledge worker today, but you know, for the knowledge worker, it's uh, you know how much work can you get done in the amount of time that you choose to spend to work? And for some people, um, you know, that's let's try to minimize the amount of time that I need to spend. For other people, let's try to maximize what I'm able to get done. And in both cases, that's productivity growth. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see, Tim, do you mind if we talk a little bit about some of the comments you just made? That sounds great. I'm sure there absolutely yeah, listeners like to know more about it. So really three things. One is you talked about, say, salespeople being able to have a tool or a process that allows them to spend more time talking with customers. How does that work? So, you know, a lot of the, the issues for salespeople is First and foremost, how do they get time on their customer's calendar? Usually when a salesperson is doing a reach out to a customer, they have they work at different companies. So there's not an easy way to solve the problem of what's the coincidence of time that works for both parties. This is something that Woven does exceptionally well. So, you know, for a salesperson, he can he or she can uh, just say, "Okay, uh, let me select the the meeting type that is a customer meeting which already has built into it when the salesperson wants to work with customers. For some salespeople, it might, might be morning meetings. In other cases, it could be evening meetings. In some cases, it could be both. It, they press a button and it quite literally produces a link that they can send out in an email and say, hey, here's a gift of my time. Here is my availability. What would work for you? Which is what normally happens. Nor- normally, we will, we will write an email and we'll say, hey, when I'm, I'm free next week, 
what day would be a good day for you. Unfortunately, that just leads to a bunch of back and forth. Well, how about Tuesday? Great. What time Tuesday? Tuesday morning. Well, I can't do Tuesday morning, but I could do Tuesday afternoon. We eliminate all that because this link has all the availability that the salesperson wants to give, whether that's their entire calendar or just a tiny piece of it. And the customer on the other side only has to, to you know, press one button, which is which of those times works best for them. And what's really, really cool is if that customer is also a Woven user, Woven will just automatically find the times that work for both people so that it's just a simple, like, here are the, you know, of the 10 slots that were made available, here are the two that work. And it just dramatically reduces the amount of time. We see that uh, for most people, this just using a scheduling link to schedule an, an event can save as much as 20 minutes per event to get a meeting scheduled. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I went online and looked at some of the resources that you have, and it looks like you also have some type of a group scheduling tool. Is, did I read that right? Yeah, so one of the things that, that uh, Woven will allow you to do when you're scheduling a meeting with uh, several people, in that case, the problem is a little bit different. It's not just as simple as I want to meet with you, you want to meet with me, and we need to find that coincidence of time. We've got several different people we need to get feedback from them on all their their uh, the options and find the best option that picks that fits for everybody so you know if you have f- five different people and five different dates some people may be only able to meet for two of those days and other people might be able to meet for two different days so how do you figure that out and so we've taken this concept of the scheduling link and we've made it even smarter so that for groups, those groups can just provide, it's, it's like a vote of, you know, here are the options that, that will work for me, here are the, uh, the times that will work for me. And Woven will collect those things and for the organizer will automatically highlight the time that best works for everybody. In this case, the time savings can be even greater because a, a large meeting like a board meeting can be an incredibly difficult event to coordinate. So with this polling technology, we found that we can save even more than 20 minutes per event. Uh, it can be as much as twice that just in all the time coordination that gets consumed trying to find out when people are available. Okay. Wow. That's great. It sounds like uh, one of the capabilities that are built into the productivity mindset here is that not only when you set a meeting you take some of the repetitive things such as the agenda or follow through items and bundle those all together. Is that kind of what I'm understanding? Yeah, that, that's right. So one of the things that we found when we were researching how people use the calendar is we found that most people have a small number of the same type of events on their calendars. So, you know, For example, for me, it's meetings with my team, meetings with customers, meetings with investors, meetings with candidates. For my wife, for example, it's, you know, driving my kids around, it's doctor's appointments. For, you know, a recruiter, it could be a candidate reach out, the first interview, the second interview. So each person, each role has a small number of the of events that they have over and over again. And what we do is we allow them to teach Woven how to create those events so they don't have to do all the administrative work, that uh, they don't have to do all the mouse clicking and type the event title and add the right participants. We just automate the whole thing. And that can also include things like what's your standing agenda? 
or other information that is associated with the event. And so we get a huge time savings here just from the creation of the event. Even if you already know when when it should occur, we can help create some of these things significantly faster. And since the typical calendar person can be administering their calendar a dozen times a week in terms of new events that they create or events that they schedule, just saving 30, 30 to 60 seconds per event is another source of productivity. We can help give you each month tens of minutes, maybe even an hour of time back. Great. All right. Thank you for the overview. And then the last one that's intriguing is uh, you are able to measure or calculate the savings somehow and say, well, here's what this saves for us. Yeah. So this how is do you do that? A, yeah. A little bit new for us. So we, we've been doing a lot of research on how much time is saved for the usage of different features and we're working on a report right now that we can push out that will tell you, hey, you know, over your last month, here's here's how you chose to spend your time. Here's how many events you had. Here's how your, you know, how many events you created. And here's how much you use the features that will help save you time. And it helps to give people ideas of new ways that they can save time. So for example, if, if you're not using templates enough, you know, that, that can be a quick opportunity to save a few minutes for each uh, meeting that you create. If you're not using scheduling links, and that can save a lot more time. So we, we help provide some guidance on how to save time with the features that uh, Woven provides based on how you're already choosing to spend your time. I'm always blown away by how quick these podcasts go, and we're at the end of the podcast. Let's just wrap up with any final tips of the best productivity advice that you may have, Tim. Well, you know, one of the things that I have definitely found, and this is not just a, a recent finding, this is this is just absolutely true in life. We are what we choose to spend our time on. If you're someone who's very much about philanthropy and giving, that isn't just defined by you deciding that that's who you are. That's defined by is that's how you spend your time. Or if you're someone who's very much you know passionate about your family or your friends or your job, so we are how we choose to spend our time. And so the, the number one thing that I have found that is the most valuable uh, gift people can give themselves is to save that time, reserve the time for the things that they feel like they're, they're not doing enough of. Put it on your calendar, schedule it so that you don't put anything else during that time and then honor that time. So when it, it comes time to, for that time that you scheduled on your calendar for yourself, spend it on the things that you said that you, you would. And it's amazing how just in a few weeks, sometimes even less than that, it can have a dramatic impact on the outcomes of the things that you're focused on. Okay, well, that is fascinating. Great thought. And Tim, how can people find out about what you're doing? Well, there's, there's some easy ways. Woven, you can search for us on Google, go to woven.com. We are also in many application stores on uh, the Windows, Mac, and iOS app stores. Uh, once again, just search for Woven. And then if people are interested in following some of the tips and tricks that I have, uh, they can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is tcampos, T-C-A-M-P-O-S. Okay, well, fantastic. Thank you, Tim, for being part of this show today. Thank you for having me. This has been an, uh, a, a great use of time. I've really enjoyed your questions. Oh, you bet. Yeah, the, you know, we talk a lot about becoming your best. Well, learning how to be highly productive and using time well is one of the things that can really supercharge that. And this has been a great visit for, for me and I'm, I'm sure for our listeners as well. So we wish you the best in making a difference with, in, in the world. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You bet. And to all of our listeners, never forget that you're making a difference every single day, that as you work on becoming your best, as you work on increasing your productivity, literally, you're making the world a better place, your life a better place, those that you work with. So it's been a privilege having you with us today on this show. Uh, This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, It would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.